I have purposely saved this lesson for number 10 in the series because it has in it something that I hope will cause you to really think in a rather personal way. If you read the first eight verses of Matthew 10 or verses 14 through 19 of Mark, you will read a list of the twelve apostles. We have taught our children in our Bible classes in Vacation Bible School to be able to say the names of those twelve apostles. One way that we have taught is by using that song, Jesus called them one by one. I never remember hearing the twelve apostles listed without Peter being first and Judas being last. Do you? I never remember hearing anybody, and if you read them in the Bible, that's the way it is. If we sing them in the song, that's the way it is. We always mention Peter first, and we mention Judas last. There's no question that Peter was one of the outstanding men of New Testament times. And there's no question that Judas committed one of the greatest mistakes that was ever made. And when we think of Peter, I think we first think of him as a great gospel preacher. And when we think of Judas, we first think of him as the one who betrayed our Lord. But I want you to notice tonight that those two apostles are alike in many ways. And that they are different only in one way. They are alike in that they were both listed with the original twelve apostles. We have some specifics of how Jesus called Peter and Andrew and James and John and Matthew. We don't know exactly how he approached some of the others to call them, but he did call those twelve men to serve with him in a special appointed way in his personal ministry. And Judas was just as much one of those twelve as was Peter, in fact, there is an indication that he may have been a little bit outstanding in a positive way because he was selected to keep the money. I don't know why he was selected to keep the money, but he was. And evidently Jesus approved of that. So Judas was just as much one of the original apostles as was Peter. Each one of them was given the charge to teach. Jesus sent his apostles out to teach his word. And when he selected those twelve men and sent them out and gave them the charge to go out and teach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that was the theme they were to use and the theme he was using, he sent Judas out to teach that theme just as much as he sent Peter out to teach that theme. They were both involved in that three and a half, perhaps at least over three years, 
of the personal ministry of Jesus. They were a part of the ministry. They both had the power to heal the sick and even to raise the dead, according to what is said here in Matthew 10 and verse 8. They had the power to cleanse the lepers. Other things are said there. And every indication is that Judas had the same power that Peter had to do these signs and wonders. That's what we have them referred to in many ways. The signs and wonders that the apostles could do. Every indication is that Judas could do that just as well as Peter could and as well as the others could. He was a part of it. It was predicted that Judas would fall, but it was also predicted that Peter would fall. You remember at the Last Supper, Jesus was talking to them, and he said, the one that dips with me in this dish is, is the one that's going to betray me. And Judas said, is it I, Lord? And he said, thou sayest. He said, Judas, you're going to betray me. But in that same 26th chapter of Matthew, later on, where Peter said, if everybody else denies you, I won't. He said, Peter, before the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times. Jesus predicted that Judas would fall. But he also predicted that Peter would fall. In Luke 22, he said to Peter, the devil is after you. He's sifting you like a wheat. And then he said, when thou art converted, if you read that and, and, and see what's there, Jesus said, the devil's after you and he's going to get you, but you're going to come back. When you're converted, you strengthen the others. Jesus predicted that both Judas and Peter would fall. And the Bible records that each one of them did. Judas sold his Lord for 30 pieces of silver and planted on him that deceitful kiss to identify him. And I've always thought it worth our observation that they had to hire somebody to point out who Jesus was. As much as he helped people, and he did stand out in some ways, he, he mingled with the crowd. They wanted to be sure they got the right one, so they paid Judas, and Judas took money to betray his Lord. But after they arrested Jesus and took him in to try him, there was Peter. You're one of them. Oh, no, not me. A little later, you were with him. No, no, not me. A little later, three times. And I don't think this is significant, but Judas only sold him once. Three times, Peter denied him. That third time, says he even cursed and swore and said, I don't know the man. Now I want to ask you something. Is the betrayal of Judas any worse than the denial of Peter? And yet all of our lives, we've... we've uh, seen the bad side of Judas, and we've not seen the bad side of Peter maybe as much. 
And I'll almost guarantee that you've never thought of what Peter did as being as bad as what Judas did. But if not, why? Judas betrayed him and Peter denied him three times. Even cursed and swore and said, I don't know who he is. And they're alike in another way that you may not have considered. They both repented. says, Peter, when Jesus looked at him, evidently they made eye contact, and Peter immediately realized what he had done. It says he went out and wept. And the repentance that he did was such that it led him to be the great speaker on Acts 2 and Pentecost and at the household of Cornelius. And for the first part of the book of Acts, it's centered around the work of Peter. First 12 chapters, last uh, 16 chapters around Paul. And history says, this is secular history, that when Peter was going to be crucified and put to death, that he requested that he be crucified upside down so he would not be in the same position as his Lord. Never been many speakers greater than Peter. Never been many people that did any greater than he did. But the Bible says Judas repented. He was sorry. He saw what he had done. And he went farther in repentance than some of us do sometimes. He brought the money back. Now think for just a moment. At that point, isn't Judas doing exactly what he should do, just like Peter went out and wept and was doing exactly what he should do? They both were apostles. They both had the power given to them as apostles. It was predicted that both of them would fall. They both fell, and they both repented. Where's the difference? When Judas saw what he had done, even though he brought the money back, he could not face himself or other people. And he went out and hanged himself. When Peter saw what he had done, it shook him up to where he was ready to change whatever he needed to change and be the man that he ought to be in the Lord's kingdom. The only difference, listen closely, the only difference that I can find between Peter and Judas is this. Judas stayed down and Peter got back up and went on to serve the Lord. Up to that point, Everything is basically alike. And every accusation you can make against Judas for betraying Christ, you can make against Peter for denying Christ. But when Peter saw his mistake, he was man enough and big enough to ask for forgiveness. And I think this is a key point. He was big enough to forgive himself. And to accept the forgiveness from God. Whereas Judas could not forgive himself. And could not really accept the forgiveness. 
I believe if Judas had had the same attitude that Peter had, that God would have treated him exactly the same way. He even went so far as to bring the money back. But he just could not accept the forgiveness of God, and he could not face himself, and he could not forgive himself. And let me tell you, sometimes it's harder for us to forgive self than it is for God to forgive us. The only difference is that Peter got back up and went on. You've made mistakes, haven't you? I suspect that many of us have made mistakes that brought more pain and suffering to Christ than the denial or the betrayal of either of those apostles. Some of you have felt at times in your life that you're so far down that maybe life's not worth living. But let me tell you something. Life is worth living. It's worth getting up from wherever you're down. If you feel like you're on the bottom, you have one way and that's up. And God will help you go in that direction. I want to use a little statement that I've come to appreciate and want you to think about it. It's not how high you can climb or how fast you can run. It's how good you can bounce. You and I are going to have our problems. We're going to be down, all of us. Even as a preacher, sometimes I get discouraged. All of us do. And if we're human, we're going to have those. We all make mistakes. But let me ask you something. Is there anybody here tonight that's made a mistake worse than denying Christ three times and and cussing and swearing about it? And yet we remember Peter as a faithful gospel preacher because he bounced back up and he went on to serve the Lord. This is the reason I saved this lesson for tonight. With all that we've studied this week and all that we've talked about, some lessons have been to encourage us personally, some lessons have been doctrinally presented. But it's all for the purpose of helping us to see that the answer is in Christ and that we're not perfect and we make mistakes, but if we will bounce back up, Christ will help us to go on and live like we should. There may be some of you here tonight who have not yet become Christians. You need to concentrate on the first lesson tonight with Enoch. Remember, he began. And you need to begin your life for Christ tonight. Sure, you believe and perhaps you're penitent and want to do what's right. Then why not come tonight and confess his name and be buried with him in baptism for the remission of sins? And if you've done that and you've done some things in your life of which you're not proud and maybe some things that have caused you to be a little bit disappointed and discouraged and in some instances sometimes almost depressed, let me tell you something. Peter was ready to turn back and when he did, the Lord forgave him and he could serve the Lord for years and years and so can you. If you will bounce back up 
in penitence and confession, and if it's public, prayer for one another. God will forgive. The question is, are you willing to accept God's forgiveness? Are you willing to forgive yourself? There may be something in your life that you simply need to work out between you and God. Do that. But if it's something you need to work out before the congregation or you need to be baptized into Christ, folks, don't let this opportunity pass. It's the difference in Peter and Judas. Bounce back up and serve the Lord by coming us together. We stand and sing.